0: This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and
1: beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey, there's superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest, Pastor Cynthia Hurst. She is a native of Wharton, Texas. She has been ministering. Uh, proclaiming God's word for 32 years, Um, and she's actually been pastoring for five years, and uh, she received her associate's degree in business administration and also in accounting, has a bachelor's in accounting, and I'm excited now because she has been, you know, uh, leading the church, female pastor, uh, SJMBC, the word church, and now I love this transition she's starting to have and realize that she wants to go into coaching and consulting work. And I'm, ex- I'm excited about this. I love when people, you know, start to really see how they can expand their gifts uh, and how they can reach more people. I know when I first met her a couple of months ago, we were talking about this thing and how You know, it's just an opportunity for you to minister in a different way and talk to people. And I feel like even though I'm not a minister, you know, we have kind of the same um, intention as to help people and help them to get out of their own way and look at a different thing. So I'm excited to have this conversation. Pastor C, how are you? I'm blessed. How are you? I am amazing. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to have this conversation. I know we met through one of my favorite people, Uh, (laughs) I call her my auntie, because she looks so much like my aunt. Um, But um, you know, Dr. V, Dr. uh, Varel, she spoke so highly of you. And she said, you know, you have to, you know, you know, connect with Pastor C and find out what she's talking about. And I just was so intrigued by your uh, transition. So you right now, you have been, like I said, uh, proclaiming the word for 32 years, pastoring for five years. Yeah. Um, and, um, tell me a little bit about how, what got you into, uh, you know, becoming a minister, a pastor in the church.
0: Well, that was really not, um, uh, my first choice. If I should say it that way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, you know, when you graduate out of high school or whatever, you know, your your desire is making money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, went to college for four years. You saw where I had um, received my um, bachelor's in accounting. And I'll never forget, I had one month left in in school and I came home from work, sat
1: on my bed and just boohoo
0: cried. I don't want to be an accountant.
1: Oh, girl I can I look I I'm not an accountant but I can I can feel that
0: <laughs> you know and then just uh and so when I graduated from uh college I packed my stuff up and moved back home uh and uh even though you know like I said I had the degree and was trying to get out there and and, and find jobs, nobody was hiring me. And I couldn't understand that. I had the, the, the GPA I, I, and I, I just couldn't understand it. But I later learned that it was because that was not my purpose. That was not my design uh, in life. Um, and so I, when I couldn't get hired out there, I just really uh, poured myself into the church into the work of the church. I had, you know, that uh, general business administration degree. So, you know, why not use it and help organize and help put on workshops and help train teachers, you know, and different things like that. And the more I I did it, the more I loved it Mm. and found a passion for it. Uh, It blessed me to see uh, people's, uh, uh, lives change, you know, because of a manual I developed, you know, yes. and so that, that kind of, you know, sparked, uh, what my purpose in me. Uh, and so I, uh, decided that, you know, Hey, this is a part of what God had called me to and, uh, decided to yield to the ministry. And now, mind you, now this is at a time when women in ministry was not a popular thing here in the South, Right here in other areas of the country, you know, it's been booming for a minute, but this was during a time when it wasn't that popular. And so I really didn't know what women in ministry looked like. Right. I just knew where my heart was, you know, and so I, I you know, just basically followed my heart. And uh, um, as life was, you know, going through, you know, personal challenges and and different things like that and not being able to fully do what I know that I was created to do because that wasn't an accepted thing, then uh, settling You know, just Mm -hmm. okay, I'll just get a job here. I'll just, you know, because I got married at 22 and had a family. And so, hey, just got to do what you have to do. Right. So, I just became a functioning individual, not flourishing at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lived it in depression, didn't know that I was in depression, but I was. And so, I'll never forget. This was some eight years after graduating uh, from college. And uh, I got an invitation to a retreat, a women's retreat. And I said, well, you know, I'll go. I have nothing else to do. Now, I'm still doing the work of ministry. By this time, I had accepted my call into the ministry, but still, uh, like I say, could not totally function Uh, because I knew I wasn't totally accepted Mm -hmm. and which really caused me not to accept myself. I didn't know that that what was going on at the time. Right. I'm just, you know, um, just trying to fit in and go to this retreat and it was life changing. Wow. Life changing. Uh, Met a group of women. I mean, it was women of different races, different ages, and just met a group of women who had that same love and passion for God, who had that same compassion for people, mm-hmm. and who wanted to help people, you know. And I kind of found my place, right? Uh, basically, and so now I, I had an idea of what it looked like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. And so I, I uh, came back home excited, you know, and on fire for God. But it really started, I really believe that that was the moment I began my journey of self-discovery. I, I just really believe that.
1: Yeah. Where
0: I finally saw or uh, could identify with a woman who was doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so from that, I wanted to be to women what those women were to me.
1: Ah, uh, Yes. So let me ask you, are you now, and I would imagine this to be so, because as you were talking, I was imagining you to have found your place helping women. Because I know I personally would feel much more Not that you would not minister to men, not saying that at all, but it seems like to me that I would be more comfortable um, sharing myself, sharing my life with a woman who was in that position. Did you find that being your opening? Yes, that's Mm -hmm. where I started.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, That's where I started, helping women who were where I was. Yes. In that same state of looking for their place. It doesn't necessarily have to be ministry, but just hadn't quite discovered who they were. Right. And so I, I started having what I called uh, Fourth Friday Night Fellowships.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it later developed into Building Victorious Women Fellowship. And uh, the the unique thing about this fellowship was that it it was although we were word based, mm-hmm. but it 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 went beyond just church. Yeah, you know, it went beyond just teaching women about prayer or about worship or you know about uh, uh communion and, and different uh. uh things like that, it really went showing women that, uh, discovering God is discovering you right. and that when you find him, you find you, you know, yes. and it showed them how that's possible. Yes. Because that's the way I felt. I felt when I went to that retreat, I, I, I connected to him. And when I connected to him, I saw me, you know, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I do. Let me ask you, because I would love to dive in a little bit deeper because I love what you're talking about. Uh, a lot of women uh, are in a place of, you know, maybe they haven't been diagnosed as being depressed, but they certainly are in a place where they're not happy. Maybe they're bored. They don't know what it is. They just know that it's not, they're not happy. They're not happy in their own skin. Their life is not where they expected it to be. Um, tell me a little bit more about you know, how you were feeling during that time, and also any other like obstacles or challenges you were going through throughout, you know, why you were in that self discovery or before you even got to that place where you were starting to come out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I don't even know I was in depression. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, and you know that in African American community, you know, you, you, there's no such thing as having emotional
1: issues. You right. know. There's
0: Very no true. such thing as having mental struggles
1: Yes, that does not
0: exist in our community. So I didn't even know it.
1: And um, now, it now it exists. I want to clarify it exists, but we don't, it's like a funny thing in the black community. I know it's a lot of ethnic communities have the same thing. Right. Um, it's like, you ain't got time to be crazy. My mom used to say right. that. Women don't, black women don't have time to be crazy, you know, so, and we don't go to seek help for, for any kind of mental stress right. or emotional anxiety or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I, I didn't
0: know uh, 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 where to go. I didn't understand what I was feeling. Right. You know, at the time I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't quite, pin, you know, pin it. I couldn't, yes. or I couldn't even articulate it. Uh, even to my pastor, to, you know, the women groups that, you know, at the church that I was involved in. I was choir director. I was over the praise team. I was yeah. in this um, mission department, but, you know, I couldn't articulate what I was actually uh, going through emotional. I was having thoughts that I knew were not good thoughts Right. But I was afraid to utter them because I didn't want to be judged by them.
1: Of course, yes.
0: You know, and, uh, and then, you know, of course, if you're a minister or you're a leader in the church, you're not supposed to be thinking like that. Right. You know, you're not supposed to be feeling that way. And, uh, and so when, when, I, when I went to that retreat, that kind, it was like my safe place.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: nobody knew me there. Uh, And it was almost the best way I can kind of describe it. uh, I I had heard someone talk one time about the eagle and about how, you know, the eagle goes into the mountain, I guess, when they about, I guess they say about 30 years old or so. They go up into this mountain and they go in and they pluck out all their feathers and and they have to make sure it's a mountain that has water, where they can then go and stand under the water so that they can begin to, you know, refresh their skin, exposing their scars. And uh, then they, it it has to have a a rock where they can sharpen their beak and then they stay in that mountain until their feathers have uh, regrown. And then they say that when their, when their feathers grow out, that they can live another 30 or 40 years. Wow. And that's kind of how I felt at that retreat was that it, that was my cave moment.
1: Mm. I want to talk about supposed to, this is, I think one of the things I heard you say a lot, and I'm going to tell you why, because I think a lot of women live within the word supposed to you know, what we're supposed to do. There's a lot of supposed to for women. I don't think men, I don't think men have that too in a certain way. But I know that women seem to have a lot more supposed to, you know, they're supposed to from your mom, from your mother-in-law, from your family, from this society, because women are supposed to do certain things. And that causes a lot of stress and anxiety. A lot of stress and anxiety. What do you think has changed? Because we still, if you're still living in this world, you're still living under people's expectations of you. What, because now you've, you know, you came to the retreat, you started getting some safe haven, you started getting some things off your chest. Is that that still something that's really bogging you down? Do you still feel that's supposed to wait? Um, Or is that something... Or something changed within that. I think that um,
0: um, I think that something changed.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: believe that we. I don't believe that we always that we ever get beyond the uh, the expectations of others. Yeah, you know, that kind of you know it kind of stays with us. But I think that the more comfortable we get with ourselves, the more we embrace who we are, you know what I'm saying? Then the less weight
1: the
0: expectation of others have over us.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I, I believe so. Because that feels like to me, the part of that weight is really a self-imposed weight. Yes. Because we're not sure who we are and what we're going to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know what I
1: mean? yes yeah and uh and at the end of the day it's the expectations of the lord that really matters and what he has for us to do for his for his purpose um and that's not you know i I, you know and it really like like you said it comes from self self self-discovery and really realizing who you are i love this how do you stay inspired now how
0: do i stay inspired
1: Yeah, what inspires you? What motivates you? Uh,
0: Faith and my family. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And And I I say family more than just my immediate family. Uh, You know, because family to me is termed, you know, that anyone that uh, has been uh, purposed to walk your journey out with you. Yeah. In any way. Um, uh, anyone that is mentoring you you know what I'm saying in any way and so I, I it's, it's really faith and family uh, that keeps me uh, um, keeps me going because you know because I still have my moments yeah. of doubt uh, but then I remember you know that greater is he that is in me yes, you know than he that is in the world you know and then I will remember that even if I make a mistake my family will still
1: they'll still love me yes
0: they'll still receive me you know and so that
1: that's what keeps me going uh, i love that how how many children do you have by the way i have four four children yes are they, ranging in age from what age to what from 36 to 17 wow yeah. Wow. So all through this time, while you're going through, like we do, going through our ups and our downs, going through our self-discovery, you also have a responsibility for, for humans that yeah. you are, you know, you know, showing the way and right. and how, how was that for you?
0: I would say that uh, a lot of times I found uh, my refuge in them. Yeah, uh, You know what I'm saying? Being there for them. Uh, one thing that I I did a lot because I knew that I was working through uh, some things was I would always sit and talk with my kids and share with them, you know, where mommy's at. This is what, you know, I'm going through. And my oldest daughter, I say this, you know, all the time is that you know, for lack of just not really knowing how to articulate this, but she, she actually got the worst of me. Mm-hmm. You know, that I know what I mean? Me.
1: You yes. Yeah. You know
0: yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she was, you know, I was still a child, you know, trying to raise a child basically.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, uh, so she, she, um, uh, but my second son, he grew me up.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now these latter two, they're 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 getting a, a better uh a better me.
1: Yeah. More full whole you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What advice would you give other women uh, that are you know maybe going through some challenging times or trying to still find out who they are, you know, they may be in a spot where they have four little kids and they're still at the beginning stages of who they are. What would you say that they should do first?
0: Um, the very, uh, uh, first thing, uh, Tam, that I would, uh, suggest to anybody because, uh, We fail when we play the blame game, when we're looking for somebody to blame for where we are. Uh, And as long as you are looking for somebody to blame, uh, you never see yourself. You can't see yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, the very first thing is just be responsible for, for your own happiness and for your own success. You know, you define it, you know, don't let others define what, uh, success for you will look like, uh, then when you define that, then, well, no, can I rewind just a little bit?
1: Yeah. I love okay. it. I love where you're going with this though. I mean, I love this.
0: Yes. If there's one thing that, that I, I, I say to women, uh, all the time is that, uh, You know, we have to walk in forgiveness. Yes. You know, and forgiveness of yourself and even the forgiveness of others. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we struggle with in forgiveness is, number one, being honest. You got to be honest. Number two, uh, we, we always looking for validation. And you may not find, validation yeah. and you're going to have to be okay with that yeah and then the third thing you will have to vindicate though you will have to just release it forgive them assign no blame assign you know no shame uh to anyone and then when, when you're when you're able to walk in that forgiveness then you're able to start on your journey Of finding who you are yeah uh the there's uh the word offend in the greek means to be trapped Mm. so when you're taking on offenses they trap you yes you know and you and so when you when you are trapped you can't move and you you, you're trying to figure out why can't i move forward in life because you're still trapped Right. And that's because you're still holding on to an offense. Yeah. You know, so it it starts with forgiveness first. Yeah. You know, when you get that forgiveness, then you're able, you know, to walk forward to your self uh, discovery. Um, Never make anybody responsible for your success.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I love my husband dearly. You know, I mean, he's the love of my life, childhood sweetheart. Uh, He light up my world, Mm -hmm. but he's not responsible for my success. Yeah, you know, I love that. uh, I am, you know, I'm the master of my destiny.
1: Yes, yes, Um, yeah. That's something we have to we have to take. I mean, so much wisdom in the words you're you're sharing. You know, if you just stop and slow it down and listen to what you're saying. Apply that in your life. Think about those words. You are responsible for your happiness. That means there's no room for you to blame anyone else. That means your spouse, your boss, your kids, your anything else is you. Yeah, I love this. You know what? I want for people to be able to find you because I know you're going to be like moving more into being more available to women, not just locally in Wharton, Texas, but now moving into coaching and counseling. As you're listening to pastor C and thinking this woman is wise and I need to talk to her and I want to connect with her. How can people find you? Well,
0: uh, um, currently I'm, uh, building my own website. Uh, but until then, um, You can find me on sjmbc, thewordchurch.org, which is our church's website. Uh, I'm in Facebook. I'm under Cynthia Hurst, not Pastor C. Yep, Cynthia Hurst,
1: that's H-E-A-R-S-E.
0: Yes, or you can, uh, the church has a Facebook page as well, and it's under... The St. James Missionary Baptist Church, the word church. That's the whole, uh, uh, it's spelled totally out on our Facebook page. Uh, you can message me on uh, Facebook, either my page or the church's page. Um, or you can leave a, a message for me even on the website. And I promise to get back with you Um uh let's say right now that's that's kind of of uh, where I am, Tam. I'm looking to expand some things. <laughs> I'm excited. Working on it. I'm yeah.
1: excited. This is exciting. I love it. Uh Pastor C this has been amazing. Uh what you've been sharing has been so enlightening and inspiring. And I look forward to all the stuff we're gonna be doing together. Me too, me too. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. thank you so much for everything today. Right, thank
0: you. Thank you for an introduction to such a wonderful group of women. I really appreciate it.